Welcome to episode 86 of the Endless Stream. I am Aiden, and this week I am joined by Kevin. We are two artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all-round bullshit artists, and each week we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Disney+, Spotify. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week we are talking about the Black Panther sequel, Wakanda Forever, we're talking about SAS Rogue Heroes, we talk a bit about Andor, we talk a bit about the loss of... Kevin O'Neill, Carlos Pacheco, and Kevin Conroy. We've got a nerd-packed week for you guys. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast. You can head over to iTunes or Spotify. You can like and subscribe. You can rate and review. You can do all those good things that really help a podcast out. Please tell a friend about The End of Stream. That would really help us out. On top of that, then, you can head over to Instagram, at The Endless Cast, where we put up artwork and clips to go with each episode, and you can direct message us or comment on something over there that's a good place to reach out and agree disagree with us suggest something for us to watch it's a it's a good place to get in touch or if you're old school you can send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com all of that being said let's get into the episode just the two of us today kev so it's probably going to be a very calm and boring episode actually i listened to your episode last week the the one where jb was on the phone's ringing. Hold oh on. Oh my god. Hello? Insubordinate. Churlish. Well, it looks like it's just me, as Aiden has received a phone call, and he's muted himself. So this is my podcast now. Finally, we're going to get to the real meat of the dog here. And by dog, I mean hot dogs. I had a hot dog in the cinema yesterday. Which was weird because they had, they had the thing for dispensing the mustard, but they only had ketchup packets, which I wasn't really keen on, and um, and plus my hot dog bun was completely cut in half, so kind of like my dog when I said instantly started putting the mustard and ketchup on it, my dog just started like falling out with the bun, slipping all over the place, um, quite the scene, let me tell you. To try to wrangle this slippery dog around the cinema. It's like tackling a power hose. Not power hose. A regular hose. A garden hose. There you go. That's what it was like. Um, I also got popcorn. Didn't eat it all. But I did bring the rest of it home. And let me tell you. Considering I saw Black Panther in the morning. The popcorn was incredibly fresh. And still tasted good. Last night. Um. I still have a little bit left over this morning, but I'm not going to eat that. Welcome back, Eden. Sorry about that. My mother's away and uh, just checking in. Oh, that's grand. Do you have anything this evening? Uh, Up to any nonsense? Yes. To, to, uh, this afternoon, uh, Emer's sister and her partner are coming over. Uh, so, Mark and Sife, Mark, who you know, is coming over. Hmm. Uh, I think we're going to go out for maybe some dinner and drinks. I'm not too sure, but uh, they're, they're, they're staying with us this weekend. So, that's it. Yeah, that'd, that'd, be, that'd nice. be nice. You? Where Where do they live? Fairview. Okay. I don't think I would ever stay with somebody a weekend if I was in within 20 minutes of... You've stayed in my place, no? I've stayed at your place, but when you say they're staying with us this Fairview. weekend, it sounds like they're on holiday from Cork or something. No. You know, they've traveled the length of the country. They're 20 minutes from their gaff. But like, but like literally, like, one of my friends a couple of weeks ago just came over for the weekend, and he lives, like... 
probably a 50 minute walk. Weird. How's that weird? You're a 40 odd year old man and your mother just called you to check it in. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I would have it. She didn't call you to check in. But you are 40 odd. <laughs> I broke Aiden. Damn it. Now he's thinking, what, what, what choices did he make in his life? Your arm is looking pretty swole there, buddy. Shut your face. Oh, I did I did finish Under the Banner of God. Or Under the Banner of Heaven? I'm not under 40. The, under the Banner of Heaven. You're not 40. You're 40-ish. Yeah, I'm also 33-ish. Uh, how old are you, Aiden? I'm not 40 and I'm not 33, so I'm, I'm some median. <laughs> Do you feel uncomfortable talking about your age? No, I'm 37. 37, yeah, you look great for 37. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I'm only joking with you. You know I think you're very handsome, but... um, Oh, I don't look sad. That's a compliment. That would be sweet release. Uh, what did you say earlier today? We're all going to be dirt. Exactly. Put that on a shirt. I'll wear it to my grave. Um, oh yes, Under the Banner of God. I did watch that. The Andrew Garfield, uh, Mormon, uh, murder mystery, murder, true true crime murder mystery thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty insane. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Latter Day Saints, LDS, and uh, fundamental LDS is is a wild ride, for sure. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's a crazy cult. That's just religious organizations are a bit too lally. Yeah. Uh, anything subscribed to with a certain degree of zealousness is uh, a problem. Flexibility, eh? Got to be relaxed about these sort of things. Anyways, might be right. Good. Sh- might be good wrong. Good show. Terribly tragic. Ancient aliens built the pyramids. Yes. Um, but yeah, I listened to. I also listened to a deep dive podcast into Mormonism and the religion and their history, where their beliefs came from, what they believe in, uh, how that changes over time, X, Y, and Z. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm not only just like say watching this show and uh, you know generalizing my my opinion based on the show. I've uh, I've listened to about five hours of. Mormon history. Who the heck was I talking to about this just this week? Even just the, the idea that like the shifting goalposts of of dogma or doctrine, yeah, should be a good indication that it's all bollocks. Yeah, yeah. you know, like the 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 Vatican II in the sixties. Is it the sixties where they were like, yeah, the priest doesn't have to say it in Latin anymore, and he doesn't have to turn his back on it, and also. Eating meat on a Friday isn't a a, a mortal sin, mm. and anybody that was sent to hell for eating meat on a Friday is now uh, at a barbecue on. Did they invite to a barbecue in heaven on Friday? God wants to say sorry. Yeah. He's cooking a barbecue. Oh, it's next Friday, and then they're like, "Fucking, fucking shit! I've spent I spent two eternities in hell because I ate. Yeah, I ate some pork on Friday. Yeah. And now God's inviting me to." And- to, to having some burgers in heaven. Yep. Yep. 
by all means, have whatever faith you want in the mysteries of the universe and the, the, the scale of the unknown and the things that we have no concept of understanding. But once you start making up rules, you're like, mm, would you, what, what? Does that apply to somebody in no. a galaxy far, far away? No, you know what it is? What are we doing? You know what it is? I really... Just be, I, be chill. But the thing is, I really couldn't give a fuck what you believe in. Have all the rules you want. Don't eat meat on a Friday. Don't bloody... No. Don't do whatever you want. Just don't apply those rules to anybody else. Yep. That yep. is that is it. It's like, yep. you can literally believe in the most deplorable shit. I don't care. Just don't force mm. that deplorable shit on anybody else. If you yep. think if you think we women are... should be repressed and gay homosexuality is wrong, like, that's... It's shit. But go do that in your horrible space yeah go go mind your business yeah don't don't force a shit on me yep you know what i mean anyways what are you gonna say mark and cyber coming over that's your weekend yes Um, i'm 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 off i'm off monday also and draw oh very good yeah i took monday off because uh 10 days in a row i'm knackered any um without getting into specifics any 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 pieces you're specifically happy with like um i like like you're happy with all of them but like i'm sure there's one where you were like oh i love that i like this character or i like this drawing or from like, from the last two weeks in the or from the last 10 days yeah. or um look I, yeah. i'll be really honest with you right uh kind of like there like i don't know i'm like kind of covid was eye-opening in terms of what i expect for myself the industry peers uh social media all that jazz right uh, okay, and I think I might have say different priorities than other people in regards to the industry and the and tattoo or whatever you know. Um, but I have to say, like, it's really hit me this week because I've like like I've I'm very lucky to have the customers I have, and I have a lot of repeat customers, which is great, you know. And I love the repeat customers. Mm-hmm. It's like the best case scenario. You know, you, you do a job with somebody and they're happy enough they want to come back yeah. to you. Uh, honest to God, man. Like, yeah, the tattoos are great and all that kind of stuff. But I had some fucking awesome customers in the last couple of weeks. Just good chats, good people, nice people. Oh, really okay. I wasn't sure which way this was going. No, no, really nice, really nice people. And it's just, it's reinforced. Because I, I went to a convention. I, I wouldn't be the most comfortable at conventions, particularly home conventions. Uh, I get anxious mm. around them. It is what it is. Uh, there's just, mm. there's an aspect of the community that makes me feel uncomfortable. And obviously there's just, you know, it's just, it's chal- it has its challenges, you know. But all I was going to say is, uh, but like the people that I tattooed at convention, my customers and all kinds of stuff. Like I was so, I had so much fun with them. Uh, they had great ideas tattooing them. And that just like really yeah. made the weekend a lot of fun. And then the following week was great. Uh uh, just yeah man like just yeah it's just like basically I'm like I'm just so happy to, to do what I get to do is okay we'll come back to that yeah. in a second is there a standout piece that you were like oh I loved drawing that um yeah but like to be honest like there's a handful of them in the last five days you know or last ten days uh but I did do one that I quite liked and it was a car crashing into a flagpole on fire cool uh and w- was that just I suppose that is the way it works. Is a is a customer comes up and goes, "I want this," and you talk about it yes. and uh, arrive at something. So my customer, uh, Aiden, lovely chap, um, he, uh, I have tattooed him a handful of times already. Aiden's a lovely chap. I tattooed him a handful of times already. He wanted the lyrics from a song. 
Godspeed You Black Emperor uh, and the song is called Dead Flag Blues and it was a car crashing into a flagpole uh, and the car was on fire. Um, I've not posted on my Instagram yet but uh, I think that was a really, I, that was, that was I, I put it this way, I've never tattooed anything like that before. That was really interesting. I just sent you a picture there. Um, that was really interesting to do. I like getting into the nitty, like, I had to kind of like really like bash up a car, like, you know, add all the little like, you know, cracks and dents and it was fun. Oh, class. And and that sort of, um, I guess that sort of mechanical vehicle thing is not in your usual no, I'll I'll tattoo anything. It's a, it's a change for you, I guess. Yeah. No, but that's not that's that's what I'm saying. This is yeah. why it stands out for you is because it doesn't fall into the usual yeah. sort of things like, that you I, ordinarily do. And I know it's kind of people. We can post it on Instagram if people want to check it out. Or yeah, we'll post on the the the. the we'll post on the end stream Instagram. We can put in our stories. But uh, I just I just kind of I had fun with the piece, and then I did that big black shadow of a flagpole going over the car. And I know this sounds really silly, but like I fucking love that. That was the very last bit I thought at the end, and I was, and I and I loved it. I thought, look, it worked out great for me, you know. Hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, like again, there was like so many pieces this week that were a lot of fun and interesting to do. Um, I did uh, clad a ring that uh, on on an American lady called Samantha. Samantha was really pumped to come to the studio and get tattooed. She uh, was a really interesting person, a uh, really really nice lady, and uh, she just really wanted something Irish. Uh, and yeah, she got a clad ring, and that was a lot of fun to do as well. And I, and I like stuff like that, you know. I got to kind of play around with like you know metal, metal textures and sh- and kind of shapes or shines and stuff in in my style, you know, in that black work in the minimalistic style. And I love doing stuff like that. So yeah, like great uh, man, so many great pieces, you know, uh, great just great pieces from my customers' perspectives. If you get me, you know, in terms of like they give me great ideas, and I get to have fun tattooing their ideas. And how does the how does the convention setup sort of work? Like I, I was I was half curious about about popping along, but like, do people just approach you, or do you have all these customers pre booked in before you even get there? Uh, so you can do both. You know, uh, I ended up doing one walk in because uh, a customer I pre booked, so I was fully booked for the weekend, uh, both days, and I did about I'd say eight or nine hours a day, maybe eight hours a day in each convention. I can't remember, but like. You know, myself and Norby, I was with me, me old uh, tattoo buddy Norby. Uh, I say tattoo buddy Norby. Norby and I go to all the conventions together and all that kind of jazz. But uh, Norby and I, uh, we did we put in two long days. Um, but yeah, you just set up your booth. It's like a, it's like a Comic-Con convention. or You know what I mean? Like, you have the artist alley, whatever, he has a booth. It's the exact same thing. It's just a room full of that. Um, obviously people sell food or like other people are selling food or jewelry or clothes or you know there's lots of different things of entertainment and stuff but uh, yeah you just set up your booth i was pre-booked all weekend uh, i did one walk-in because one of my customers mothers wanted a tattoo on her foot so i just kind of i had the time i kind of squeezed it in and stuff but uh yeah sometimes i'd have flash on the table that you can kind of do or, or you know you can select or else i'm fully booked you know i did bring along some mm. I, I okay this this convention was very last minute for me yeah uh so i didn't really have much prepared for the convention i didn't have prints or like uh, stickers or a banner or all that kind of stuff so i had to do stuff very last minute so i managed to get stickers very quickly in a banner but um i didn't have anything else it was the it was the least prepared where'd you go for the banner uh vista print vista print okay and it, and i came sorry I came on time i got stickers there were good quality stickers just a little bit too small but that was my 
that's what I selected as opposed to their issue. Um, I know for next time, good value, good service. Just so you know, in die cut stickers, they're good. But my point is, mm. um, and that's Vista Print as well. Vista Print as well, yeah, yeah. Mm. Solid, solid service, man. To be fair, but what I was going to say to you is, um, uh, I, so I brought some endless dream stickers along, you know. All right. And I put them out on my table because I literally had nothing to put on my table. Uh, so I brought like on day two, I had the the whole table just covered in uh, endless dream stickers. Uh, but it was so funny. I was tattooing my customer. Uh, I was tattooing her leg. And uh, she was lying down on the, on, the, on, the, on our uh, tattoo table, or you know what I mean. And uh, tattooing her, and uh, this this lady came along, and she slowed down at our table, and she's looking at stuff, and she picked up the sticker, and she looked at it, looked at me, put down the sticker, and walked away. <laughs> I just didn't say, I just didn't say anything for a second. I just stopped and said to my customer, "Did did that lady just pick up my sticker? Look at it." Put it down, walk away. And then my customer's just like, oh, yeah, I was hoping you would have seen that. I was like, God damn it, it's free. You can take it. <laughs> but no, she didn't even want it for free. We might have to, we might have to, uh, re, re, uh, how would you say, uh, God, I can't think of the word. We might have to do a retake on our stickers. The convention, yeah, convention was fun, man. I'll do it next year for sure. I'll probably do a couple of ones next year, uh, potentially. Abroad. Would you? Would, oh, okay. That was that was going to be my question. Yeah, would it would it encourage you to do more conventions? Um, Norby would like to do more together, you know. And uh, hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I'll do them. I'll do them with him for sure. Hmm. Yeah, uh, you're good. You're you're a good fella. Ah, cheers, good fella. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I we'll do, we'll do a bit of traveling next year, convention wise. I told him I'd like to do more abroad. Uh, he was suggested Hong Kong, so we'll see. Yeah, crazy. Um, that's crazy. that's such a well, that's such an extreme. I guess has he wanted to go to Hong Kong for a while? Norbert, yeah. eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how you arrived. Like I want to do a little more work abroad, and like in my immediate head, I guess maybe I think small, but it's just like you know. Obviously, you have the UK, obviously, you have Western Europe and places that you can go and tattoo as a guest. And to immediately jump to Hong Kong yeah. is... Well, I've mostly, tat- you know, I've mostly yeah. tattooed in the UK and Eastern Europe. I've done Hungary and right. Poland and stuff. Uh, done Hungary a few times. I used to go to the Hungarian tattoo convention, the Budapest tattoo convention. That was good fun. Well, that That's that's a Norby association as well. Yeah, though, of course, right? yeah. And the organizer, he's, he's <laughs> the organizer is called, I think, like Slim Jim or something. And I could not remember his right. name and I called him Fat Joe. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But, uh, um, but I th- I th- not to his face. Shout out to Slim <laughs> not Jim to his face. Uh, to Norby. But uh, I've never lived that one down. <laughs> Str- just there struggling. You know, what they call him? Fat Joe told me. He's like, what? Who? Yeah, terrible. Trying to think, did I, did I do anything of interest this week? I, I, I had a, I had a little like isolation spiral. Uh, but, um, you, but I've said to you for a while, they probably needed that. What? It, it's uh, some downtime. I don't. I don't think it was downtime. It oh. was just. It was like I'm still panicking and working, and like we've had some issues with a venue that have double booked us. So I'm just like anxious as fuck about making sure that that gets resolved. Uh, gets resolved and. Only yesterday did I realize that I'd, I'd got the calendar date slightly mixed up in my head and I wasn't one week away, I was two weeks away. I, I thought I was a week away from the show and i just been, just had this knot in my mm. stomach for four days. Oh, Jesus. Um, and then I'm just kind of going to work and going to the gym and sitting in this room and had a little, a little, little spiral. Did you cry at all? 
No. Who cries? Crying's not for human beings. People, some people cry. No, I just worked harder. That's fair. You you should definitely do something like because like obviously the comedy is super intense mm. and high paced, fast paced. Your job mm. is tough. You're always drawn when yeah. you go into the gym. Mm. You and I, this, this is this is yeah. My ner- my nervous system is under a lot of strain. Yeah, this is this is this is sincere. Yeah. This is sincere advice for you. Like this is this is genuine sincere advice for you. And yeah. I, I and like yeah. I'm saying this because like uh, I do give myself some downtime. I, I genuinely do. You know, I need it. Otherwise, I, I, mm-hmm. like, I, like, I just did those ten days, and I actually got through them pretty okay. You know, the last day was mm. the toughest, but I got through them. But what I'm trying to say it is like, man, like, you know, you do need to like, like, turn off the the phones and all that jazz and your iPad and your your computer, and either just like read or like meditate or something i don't even do meditation i can't mm. meditate because I, I you know i find it very hard to switch off i'm sure you're probably the same but like you definitely do need to do something where your body actually rests too because rest is just as important as doing all the other stuff you can't do the other stuff if you don't get rest and sleeping doesn't constitute such rest know. you know i do i do try and get like a like a quiet walk in in the day like sure it's just myself yeah yeah 20 minutes going for a walk does that not that doesn't help uh, yeah, well, like if if you know it, it does count, it does count if if it's a time where you feel like you're able to relax and shut off, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like the gym. Like I know that the gym is is physical strain in some regards, but in terms of like mental activity, like I got a podcast going and I'm just focused on the thing in front of me. It's very, um, uh, what's the word? Therapeutic. Yeah, it, it's that what? Um, no, hold on, hold on. You know that um, mindfulness. Mindfulness. It's it's very that. It's 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 what I got from like from skateboarding when I was doing that as well. It's like the you're in the moment. Only doing thing I can concentrate. Yeah, mm-hmm. the only thing I can concentrate on when I was skateboarding or when I was when I'm in the gym is I have to move my arm in this way. Mm-hmm. I have to keep my knees slightly bent i have to focus on the square foot of road coming at me um because if you don't you're not doing it you know so it it it, um i look forward to that because it is sort of cognitive shut off as opposed to right now where my head's like i gotta do this drawing i gotta Mm. edit this podcast and i gotta do an illustration for that i gotta post that and then i want to put an instagram post up for this i want to put an instagram post. yeah i think yeah call call that guy about the client i gotta book ads for this like i booked a venue for the december show which is going to be cool but i'm also like okay well how do i make that place look christmasy as fuck and like book to somewhere for december Mm um which is cool it's that little theater place the pierce center Mm mm-hmm what date is this one? December sixteenth. Okay, that's a Friday. Um, oh yes. yeah, yeah. I'm going down to Athlone that weekend. I was going to go down on a Friday. Sorry. I'll sorry. see if I can go down on Saturday morning. I'll see. Oh, is that you going home for Christmas? Uh, be going home to my folks. I go home. So Emer and I go home to my folks the weekend before Christmas. Her folks the weekend of Christmas. Mm. My parents are so right. indifferent to it. They they couldn't give a shit if I was there you know, three days or three weeks okay. before. As in like, as in they're just happy to see me when they see me and then like I go off and do yeah. my own Christmas thing and they're happy enough with that. Okay. So, uh, let's, uh, well, let's, I think, just let's, let's, I, I would say cover this now. Uh, we did have three phenomenal people in pop culture past this week. 
Yep. Kevin Conroy. Yep. The yes. Batman. So Kevin Conroy has been the voice of Batman since 1992. If you've watched a Batman animated product or played a Batman video game since 1992, yep. there's a 90% chance that it was Kevin Conroy. Uh, somewhere along the line, Diedrich Bader did the Batman show, mm. I think, and, and there's a couple of other people that popped up along the way. But generally, they sort of reverted to Kevin because, you know, he just became the 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 fixture. He was great. Is D, D, who did you say Diedrich? D, Diedrich Bader. Is he the guy from... Um... Uh, what's that guy? Drew Barry? Drew Barry show? More? Drew Carey show? Drew Carey show, is it? Um, I, uh, so I know Diedrich Bader from... Um, uh, he was in the Beverly Hillbillies and he was in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back as a guy who's like, oh, what a lovely tea party. You know, the guy who wants them to blow each other. Um, but he's been in loads of things beyond that. Let me Office just space. do a quick Google... Yeah, he is in office space. Yeah. He, he's the neighbor. Yes. It's like yeah, yeah, two yeah. women at the same yeah. time. So he's yeah, he did um, he did a voice for the brave and the bold, was it? I thought he did a voice for the brave and the bold. Uh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. that's right. I think it's the brave and the bold. I said the Batman yeah. for a second, but um, uh, but but um, I I I have because like, like people like this is and this look this could even be on the podcast. It could be in a previous episode. People have always like or when people have asked me like say oh who's your favorite Batman or whatever like I've said I've I've always said Kevin Conroy. I thought like because he's he's the Batman I know the best. Like he's the animated the animated series that kind of dark gothic 1920s futuristic like that's when I think of Batman that's the Batman I actually think of and uh, that was the best Batman deal. Yeah, and and that's a that's a you know that's a a, a heightened version of the Anton first nineteen eighty nine Batmobile as well. Mm. You know, like it's a it's a great Batmobile. Yeah. It's a lovely uh, expansion. There's been a bunch of voices to do Batman in these movies, and you know, like I I'm just having a quick look down through I some do, of them. You I know, do like, remember a kind of a story. Just I do remember a story. Kevin Conroy. Uh, I heard him say it a few times in different interviews and stuff. Where uh, during nine eleven. He, uh, he, yeah, I think he was a line cook at some stage of his life or something, but during 9-11, he went, you know, to some uh, center and was helping people, like, you know, dispense food and giving food out to the people and all that kind of stuff. And some mm-hmm. guy was just, like, you know, kind of basically recognized him as, I know your voice, or I know you from somewhere, but it was just kind of, like, people were, were, were like, basically shocked. Oh, my God, Batman's serving food, you know what I mean? Like, so he was actually, like, he was doing a Batman voice kind of thing, but giving people food, and obviously that must have been, you know, a pretty crazy but good experience, you know? Yeah. Well, the, 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 what I've always thought was kind of surprising is that, like, I mean, I guess you get different, but they're all Warner Brothers. So I'm always like, why do you go with, why do you change it up? You know, like, you have Kevin Conroy there, because I'm just looking at the list. Like, they had Jensen Ackles from Supernatural play Batman in The Long Halloween. They have Ben McKenzie play him in, in the Batman Year One thing. I guess um, part of Peter Weller in The Dark Knight Returns, I, I kind of, I do like that one, to be fair. I, but I guess it's kind um, of a case of just like, uh, either they t- they just attach a name to it because uh, it, is it raises the profile, uh, or, you know, like, Kevin could have been double booked, you know? Or yeah, engaged. Uh, it, it's an odd one. Like, when you're doing Batman 66, which they did, and you have Adam West available, of course you get Adam West, you know, um, but it is funny that they, I suppose they, they do look at those as movies as well, and they sort of stunt cast it, because um, Tara, yeah, what's her name, Tara Strong, mm-hmm. did uh, Harley Quinn for ages, mm-hmm. and then they switched it to Kaylee Cuoco, and I'm like, why did you do that? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Other than Kelly Quacko is a big Warner Brothers name, but it's like, you know, are, are, do people tune into the Harley Quinn TV show for Kelly Quacko, or are they tuning in for Harley Quinn? Uh, you're, and if you're tuning in for you're, Harley Quinn, you're, then that's Tara Strong. But you're, but you're going to have people realize this is a new Harley Quinn cartoon because of Kelly Quacko. Yeah. Okay, I guess. I guess. Um, and we had uh, Kevin O'Neill passed away. Yeah, Kevin O'Neill, um, League of Extraordinary yes, Gentlemen. I'd be most familiar with his thing. Where I yeah. would be aware of him from. Same. Um, Mark Stokes. I, Mark Stokes is a massive uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen fan. Hmm. And um, I, I'm not that familiar with Kevin O'Neill's work. Like, I haven't read much beyond League of No, Australia I'd instantly recognise an image from A League of Australian Gentlemen. Like, I'd recognise it straight away well, as that's the artist of that book, but I'm not familiar with his other, other work. Well, that's, I guess, my take on it. The guy had a, uh, a very... Uh, how do I describe it? Like, there, there's... There's a simple cartoonish or cartoon style to it, mm-hmm. but there's an angularity as well. There's a sharpness to it that's pretty um, unique, aggressive. Like yeah. I, I, I do like that, you know. And his attention um, to detail, as far as I recall, uh, like uh, some of the some of the architecture and cars and finishes and stuff he did was very obviously very well researched and nicely executed. You know. Mm. Um. So unfortunately, I can't speak much to a lot of Kevin O'Neill's work. But the thing is, that his work has just been present in comic book shops around me my entire life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like absolutely. I like damn shame. The thing is, like, uh, incredible draftsman, and uh, you know, sad to see him go, for sure. Yeah. Um, I and I would. There is a uh, a gallery edition or an artist's edition of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen that's out there with his work in black and white, and it is. Just scrolling through some of it now online, it's, it's fucking gorgeous. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, a, a real I, I don't know, like, but like, it's kind of like a real draftsman, you know, like a real, like, I think the guy had like all the skills, you know, that kind of way, a real technical kind of execution to his stuff, but at the same time, like, nice and cartoony. Um, but yeah, beautiful stuff, like, beautiful stuff. His 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 folds and his clothes and yeah, great great contrast to his work. Great stuff. I loved it. Uh, you know, just looking at some of the league stuff and it's like yeah, it's it's like I kind of I almost wouldn't be surprised if Guy Davis was somehow inspired by him as well. You know, um, or the two guys are cut from the same cloth or similar cloths, but um, beautiful stuff. And then well, I I imagine and again I again. It's a da- look, look, I'm sorry if we're talking half-informed while trying to deliver a degree of um, sort of retrospective in memoriam, but, you know, like, um, you learn as you go in this world. Um, but, I like, I he's 2000 AD, right? He's the, the British invasion. You see, yeah, I, I don't, I never really read much Alan Moore. 2000 AD, you know, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, the British invasion, he was definitely uh, a part of that period. Um yeah, but the legal gentleman, man, like that's, that's at the end of the day, like kind of that that was probably his most successful, well-known body of work, and I'm familiar with it. You're familiar with it, and it is it, it was beautiful mm. stuff, you know. And may he rest in peace. 
And then we have and um, Carlos. Oh uh, yeah, you sure you go ahead. Carlos Pacheco. Would you pronounce it like that? Pacheco. 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 You, you, you're throwing an N in oh, there. Oh, sorry, Pacheco. Um, I'm used to the name. Yeah. So uh, Pachinko is a game in Asia. Um, Pacheco. Pacheco is an artist. Pacheco, yeah, Carlos Pacheco. Uh, so Carlos Pacheco, I had so many, so many of his posters on my wall growing up. Avengers Forever, X Men, like all of his covers. I'd so they're the only bloody posters I could get. Not giving out about it because his work is phenomenal. But uh, his Avengers Forever. All that Kang stuff, like, wait, no way, you got a sketch from him. Amazing. And why did you pick that character? Um, it's Firestorm, right? So, it's Firestorm, yeah. Uh, 2009, Carlos Pacheco was at a convention put together by um, the the Big Bang Boys. Yeah, when uh, in her the, space. Yeah, her place. I'm slightly derailing and turning the story into something else, but it, it was... I think it was 2009 and it was the Tara Towers Hotel in Booterstown. Mm-hmm. Dive of a, like dump of a hotel that was built in the 80s. Was that the one with, um, was, was that it, the one when Jim Lee was there? Jim Lee, yeah. Adi Granov, Ch- Liam Sharp. Chester Quest. Uh, hmm? Chester Quest. Was that one? Was that something that's, I'll go, I'll go on to that again. I but don't, um, even, I don't remember the Liam name Sharp, of the event. I, I but, met but, Liam Sharp at that. Lovely, lovely, lovely yeah. guy. Were you there? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. What? Didn't I didn't know we you? We didn't then. know each other then. No, no. Yeah, I because uh, Steve weird. Niles was there as well, I believe, and Jock. Jock went to a few of them at the time. Jock, that's Doug Braithwaite. Brilliant. Um, Doug Braithwaite. Give me that. Give uh, me. Give me that book, will you? Yeah, I got. I got uh, Steve McNiven. Yeah, you can just give me all of that. You don't need to have it. Is that right? Holy fuck. Um. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Mooney. I uh, see. I have a few Steve. Addy Granov. Addy Granov. What did you get off Addy? Uh, I got uh, an Iron Man and a Captain America. Um, I'll have to look at that later. So Carlos Pacheco was there. I wasn't hugely familiar with Carlos, Carlos Pacheco's work. I wasn't. But subsequently, as I was in the place, I was like, "Oh, hold on! I read everything. So many Carlos Pacheco yeah. books. Yeah, like the the um, Four X Men. Yeah, the Avengers, Avengers stuff. Forever. Um, yeah, um, and it, it was nobody was charging for sketches. Crazy, just got in a queue and crazy, and you got in a queue and people just were doing sketches. And Carlos was there with his his um, his Copics, and he was coloring stuff. And it was really uh, kind of cynical, but the reason I chose Firestorm was color. Guys is just a colorful looking character, Fair. and I was like, "Let's let this guy um, throw some color on a page," you know, because he he was people were picking like Batman and stuff, and it's like you are not availing at the fact that this guy has a rainbow in front of him yeah. with tools. And I just did a little look at some of the books on his table, and I went, "This guy's drawn Firestorm before," and even in asking him to draw Firestorm, he went, "Oh wait, what the fuck does Firestorm look like?" And he googled him, brilliant, um, to to draw it, but like absolute gent got an asshole asking him for a character he wasn't ready to draw but he still did it drew it out for me so um, and I think it was like day two and the boys had been up late the night before (laughs) for sure yeah um oh 
Yeah, it's a, it's a damn shame. His art's beautiful. Yeah, it's a, it is a damn shame. Uh, would have been, because like, basically when I started reading comic books, I'm sure I've mentioned it before, I could only get the Panini reprints. Uh, by all means, like, not complaining, those things were fucking so good at the time. Um, but uh, they were kind of, they had just started, like, basically I was reading for a while and then I started doing all the, a lot of the Pachenko stuff, you know. Uh, or Pacheco, I can't say it, Pacheco stuff, but um, yeah, it's just, it just, it burns, it, that's burned into my brain, you know, how uh, I put it, absolutely, like, adored, adored his stuff for many, many years. All my, my room was covered mm. in, when I say covered, I had about three or four of his posters. Again, they were the only ones I could get, they came free with the Panini stuff, but um, yeah, just, just very sad. Yeah, it, it's funny that he's just like... Look, in retrospective, people are going to go, he's a legend. But I feel like he's been underrated yeah. this whole time. Because his stuff is, as dynamic and energetic as it is, it's also, like, straight middle of the road, beautifully composed, uh, clear, cartoony comic book style. I know, you know what I, mean? I know. There's not, there's not a an edge... To it, there's not a, 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 a an avant-garde artistic yeah. oddness to it. It's just beautifully read, effective, yeah, technical re- comic book artistry. I read so much of his Fantastic Four and Avengers, man, so much of it, and then a good bit of his mm. X Men, but so much of his Fantastic Four and Avengers. Like I'm literally just going through, like, uh, like you know, just put in uh, his name with Fantastic Four, and it's just like, yep, I've read all of that, all of that, all of that. I've posted. I had posters of Fantastic Four of his one. I can't. I can't see that one now. But uh, yeah, just very sad. He was diagnosed with ALS uh, back in September, I believe, and uh, mm-hmm. he's passed away now. I was talking to Rob in Sub City, and I told Rob a couple of weeks ago that I, he had passed away. He was like, "He's dead," and I was just like, "Pretty sure he is." And he was like, "I didn't hear that," and I was just like, "Yeah, pretty sure he is." But it was obviously his diagnosis. I confused. But God bless yeah. him. Anyways. Yeah, tree there, there was a little bit of Twitter, Twitter uh, jumping the gun. Yeah, that morning. I'm not gonna get into who or what, but like I saw like an RIP announcement, and then saw a, like a retraction, and then ah, saw yeah. Yeah. Um, in a couple of places now, a few places. Just yeah, in case but anybody you, thinks I'm singling them out as well, but I know. Um, but I then just sort of watched that noise ripple across the comic book web. Yeah. Um, throughout the day before there was an official look that probably happens yeah, that probably happens sad. but that probably happens with every single bloody passing you know on so, which, so, in regards mm. to social media you just caught that one you know but, do you know I thought I had lost that sketchbook for fucking ages and then I found it by accident I had come to terms with the fact that that was missing uh, I was gone and it's got like I, 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 I found it recently enough where somebody says you know Jim Lee's charging two grand a sketch these days and it's like I didn't get a sketch of Jim Lee. Like I, I don't know that it's a sketch, but it's it's like for more finished work. But that's a let's see it. Uh, there's there's the jock. Jock, what's the, from the losers? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Aisha from the losers. Yeah. Um. There's my. That's savage, Jim Lee. That is amazing. Speaking of sad passings, etc. Uh, yeah. You and well, you saw Black Panther last night. I saw it yesterday morning. Um, uh, I have to say, what a lovely. Sunday. I have to say, I really like the intro, the silent intro to the Marvel logo, featuring. Oh, just, I, I welled yeah, up. Yeah, it was lovely. Um, I would have potentially uh, welled up if the 
three shitheads in front of me weren't try- talking and trying to record it on their phones. Uh, okay. Do, do, okay, so... Cineworld? Cineworld, right. Don't... But just but A half dozen people around me got their phones out and started recording yeah, chunks of it. Yeah, same, same. So many people were taking their phones out recording stuff. I, I, I was unsure if we were going to address this. I don't. I'm. I don't know if it's just the nature of the film. I haven't had an experience that bad in the cinema for mm. a long, long time. The mm. a half dozen people around me, and I noticed it around the cinema. Phones out at every part, where it's like, "Oh, here's a Black Panther." They just like, "Are you getting some sort of internet cloud out of yeah. saying you saw the Black Panther?" Um, guy next to me took a phone call took a phone call that's happened to you before yeah took a phone call then his girlfriend got her phone out and, and that rang something and no I think she sent him a message and then his phone went ding and then three lads came in with lights at one point uh, on their on their phones and somebody was filming one guy in front who was holding a mic and they would like lip sync in a music video I guess so they were doing a TikTok inside the cinema I don't know if it was a TikTok. I do feel like I've seen like lads around doing like Irish like like um grime and drill stuff. Like Irish hip hop stuff is is definitely a thing. Um <laughs> these guys put like they went in to like record a music video moment and oh. danced around to the front of the cinema for 30 40 seconds. Somebody somebody brought a baby and that was sitting behind me three rows, like, crying. I, I, yeah, that was, in terms of the people in the room, that was one of the most un, like, you've paid 20 euro. I, you've had, you had, you had a worse, on your Friday night. You had a worse experience than me, but I literally walked out of the cinema thinking the exact same thing. Uh, I couldn't understand. Uh, and then, like, there was, like, people kept leaving the cinema all the time, constantly during it, like, say, mm one gentleman to my far left, one gentleman to my far right. And I, I kind of concluded that they must be working remotely and just taking calls. Maybe. I don't know. It was just, it was just, in terms of the behavior of the cinema going crowd, it yeah. was like if, if it's indi- If it's like indicative of what was to come and like people are just really nonchalant about like, I don't want to see people doing TikToks in the cinema or I don't want to see people like, you know, recording bits and pieces on the phone. Like, I just don't want to see it. You're completely taking me out of the movie. And if, uh, yeah. and if that's, if that's the way it's going, like, I'm just going to wait until these things come out on fucking Disney Plus and shit because that's really disappointing. Yeah. Now let's talk about the film. Um, yes. Well, look, okay, yeah. But I, I will, okay, I will say was one thing. Wow, okay, you, you say less. <laughs> uh, I, I really liked it. Did you though? Yeah, I think so. I liked a lot of it. Okay. I liked a lot of it. I know you did. Did you like a lot of it or did you like the movie? Uh, I, I liked the movie to be honest. And I came out of it, and I okay. I went to the comic book shop afterwards, picking up a few bits and pieces. And one of the lads said that he he didn't like it; it was too much talking. And uh, that that was okay for me. I liked it. The argument of too much okay, talking okay. Let's, is let's preference this with, is is not strong, but but let's preference. I didn't enjoy let's it. I, I, preference, sorry, let's let's preference this because for the list, and we have to say spoiler alert, right? Yeah. This will have spoilers. Yeah, we we we'll try and be we we'll try and be we'll try and be vague enough within the confines of what's in the trailer right yes. there's a so what's in the trailer there's a black panther in this movie namor's in this movie uh 
uh, uh, Black Panther Shuri. We've seen Ironheart in the trailer. Um, she was great fun. Riri, yeah. Riri, Adams. Riri Williams. She was good fun. Williams, apologies. Um, Riri Williams was good fun. Um, oh. Angela Bassett was great. Angela We've Bassett seen her performance great. in the trailer. It was super, like, yeah, she's brilliant. She's so yeah. good. But, like, but it's also, like, it made me think of um, Jane Krasinski. Is it Jane Krasinski in 30 Rock? You know, where she went to the Florida School of Dramatic Tricks. You know, it's like, <laughs> she didn't go to dramatic arts. It's the School of Dramatic Tricks. You know, it's like, yep, in terms of shouting acting, I definitely felt moved. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, was that emotion or was that shouting? Um, was that a great performance or did she just shout well? Um, no, she was great. She was great. I'm just being, I'm being glib. God, I thought uh, yeah, she was great. In. So, uh, I got I got so annoyed at stupid shit. So what annoyed you? I have no issues with effects or visuals or set pieces. I'm sure Brian can dig. He's not going to go see it until that. it's on streaming. Well, that says a lot, right? Yeah. Now, well, I, the the there are stupid things that bother me. Um, uh. A stupid thing that bothers me that isn't really a big deal is there's no way in God's green earth that they could turn that muscle car into a remote control car. There's no circuitry in one of those fucking things, right? It's just basic analog mechanics. So what what did the AI manipulate and how? I know, yeah. There's no there's no way in fucking hell. Like that that's a that is an analog accelerator. You gotta put a foot on one end of it to move it. There's no servos or actuators or like if you want to tell me that Riri Williams rewired the whole car and it's fucking digital as fuck, if you show me that first, I believe you. But you told me that this is your father's car that you refurbished with him, and or even it's a it's a classic. Even if uh, you just saw like spindly little like you know nanobite type stuff, show me anything yeah. to tell me that this thing has any way of doing what we're just witnessing. Because no, it doesn't. And I, I have a bias against any time anybody gets on a motorbike in a car chase. I just got triple x too much in the early 2000s. So anytime you'd want to impress me with a motorcycle doing a bit of a jump, I'm like, I don't give You're a like, fuck. You're like, that don't impress never me a fuck. much. Yeah, I, I Shania Twain the hell out of that. But, right? um, um, but that's me picking at stupid stuff. The At the end of the day, I was just bored. Why are you? Just bored through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, at a certain point, I was like, like uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is hamming it up too much she thinks she's in a cartoon mm. um, so I mean I just don't think she cares about comic book stuff so she's I think the purple hair is an she's odd, going a bit hard odd thing because it's just like I, do you know what actually do, well look one of the things I will say I didn't like about it right I thought Ironheart looked class but I did not like the Midnight yeah. Angels uh, uh, yeah why yeah everybody's a fucking Iron Man now I, I just when you start doing stuff like that you start going the you start going why why not just give the whole army that suit then you've unlimited vibranium make the whole fucking thing for everybody like if if you've got the heart shaped herb why does everybody in Wakanda not have super strength you know if it's just a crop you know like we can start picking at it that's and things but like yeah the midnight angels um, I just didn't care. That's what it boils down to. I didn't care. Um, can I? The, can I just say the, my biggest issue with it? Mm. It's who got the Black Panther mantle. 
Okay. I think it should have been... Nakia? Uh, or Okoye? Nakia or Okoye, yeah. Or, 100%. Or Umbaku. Uh, not um, even Umbaku, man. That's not the way royal lineage works, though. You that know, like true, in terms yeah. of it being a, a royal bloodline thing, it sure is the, uh, the next in line, and that's, that's the way to do it. It is entirely subjective. Or is it subjective, the word I'm looking for? It is, it's entirely, you know, arbitrary, arbitrary yeah. to, to say that, yeah, if it's a crop that you can grow. You know, okay, they gave her half of that bowl of purple juice. Grant, give Okoye the rest. Yeah, they give, yeah, I, I, that's that's all I would say. It's just like realistically, and it's, it, yeah. anyways, look, but. Uh, I, Ironheart looked like a shark boy in Lava Girl outfit. Did you think so? I did, yeah. I, I think that the, um, the people pointed that out in relation to, I don't know if it was Thor Love and Thunder or, or, or something else, but like some of these superheroes are get some of these costumes are getting a little rubbery, mm-hmm. bright colory, shark boy and lava girly. Do you, do, um, do you think that's because they're trying, they're kind of, some of them are slowly transitioning to be more comic book accurate? I think there's an element of that. Yeah. I think it's just getting a little too, a little bit too whimsical, a little too close to the books, yeah. a little too whimsical, as you say. Um, um, there was always a sort of utilitarianism, and we were like, oh, look how close it is while being... I, to be honest, I'm thinking right. back at the movie now. Um, and I think I really liked it. But uh, I, I I loved all the Neymar stuff. I did think it was a little, little clunky how they kind of uh, explained his name. You know what I mean? I, I did see some people online going, that's not how Spanish works, that Namor, uh, you know... It, But I, I also think it's a child mishearing a, a priest and butchering it for colloquialisms, you know, like, fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, sub, this, Submariner, as I would have, Namor, this, or Namor, the Submariner. Namor. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, I loved him. I thought he was great. He, he was great. I have no issue with Namor, 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 whatever we want to call him. He was class. That was a great performance. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred if they were a parallel evolution of subaquatic humans or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, rather than trying to, like, they took a magic potion in the 1500s. Um, because even then I'm going, so you went from kind of hunter-gatherer tribe of a dozen to massive undersea empire in the space of 600 years 400 years years? it's 1570 it's like how are you Um, okay you've got vibranium that's a tool or that's a a resource but how are you underwater machining that into I again I'm just picking at shit there's part of my brain that got like I could just accept it but past the world probably done that Um, but uh I, I liked. I liked. I liked. Did the Talakans get run through by Okoye, and then were fine? Why did the who? And then later weren't. Oh, why did they? Yes, they got stabbed, and then they healed, and then when they got shot, they couldn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did think of that. Why? Shuri is a pretty inconsistent. I don't know. 
her I, accent's a bit all over Maybe this. she's not. Maybe she. Well, I'm not worried about her accent. Maybe I'm, but I'm talking about her motivations and the way that she's so angry at the world. Or, like, I, 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 I was about to say that's inconsistent, but I guess no, it really isn't. isn't. She's pretty pissed off the whole yeah, time. Yeah, like, dude, focus on the. Let's focus on the positives because I think okay. we always talk about stuff, but we always yep. focus on the negatives. We always do it mm-hmm. right, but mm-hmm. let's just say there's some Marvel fans that are going to see this regardless if it's good or bad, right? I.e. yourself, mm-hmm. I.e. myself. And I liked mm-hmm. it. And you didn't say, right? I was bored. bored. That's, That's the fine. thing about it. I liked lots of it, but I was bored with the narrative. That's fine. Um, I liked lots of it, for sure. And I was, look, I'm not going to lie, but then I, 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 you know, I'd fall asleep through any movie. It doesn't matter. It's not reflective of the movie. Um, I was dozing, but uh, um, I... Uh, but I didn't fall asleep, but you know, I kind of I was like, oh, but because uh, I have been working on that. But um, the positives, did you fall asleep? No, right? no, I said I, I didn't fall asleep in it, but okay. I, caught, I I kind of I was like, because I was just so tired this early in the morning, I was like, I was nodding, but uh, I was like, I kind of oh, a ship, I, I, I woke myself up or whatever, but um, mm. uh, no, what I was gonna say to you, uh, so the positives, the, the things I liked about it, uh, like it was good, to, well, it was basically good to be in Wakanda again. And see that world again for sure. Um, sure. There's and I liked I liked Angela Bass's character. It was amazing in it. This one and I, I really liked how she had such a chunkier role in it as well. You know, uh, and when she mm-hmm. was addressing the the EU or the UN yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, that was good. But um, uh, that was classy. It was, was great, great scenes. Yeah, that was that emphasized the the power of the the Wakandan people and their counterintelligence yeah. and and the the that sentiment that um, we don't trade vibranium not because of its potential destructive power but because of your yeah, potential like destructive that. power not because of what can be done with it but because of what you would do yeah, with it yeah. but what a nice sentence I did, yeah I thought it was great um, the scene where uh, they were trying to mine the vibranium out in the Atlantic Ocean and uh, the the well you can't call them what, they, what would you call them Tulk well, we, they're not Atlanteans, are no. they? They're Talokans. Yes, but uh, they're from Talokans. The submariners. Um, sure. They uh, that that scene of them approaching the big the the big kind of rig and uh, the ominous singing type of thing and the people just walking off. That was all great. Do you not like that? If you go, if you show me that in the opening sequence. And you then establish to me that they are a parallel species that evolved underwater and have fucking fish powers. Magical. If you tell me they're humans from the 1570s that now live underwater and don't explain to me why they're able to fucking siren song you into the sea, I go, why? what the fuck, why can they do this? Well, obviously the plant, whatever way they use that plant... Uh evolved them gave them gills and singing powers some of them yeah and then and then interesting enough Neymar is a or Neymar is a mutant of his own admission how do they make fish do anything but in the same how way, are they making those whales do anything in the same way that we make horses do stuff they're both mammals right Aiden the Aiden. yeah Aiden. Yeah, we I know, I know, I'm a dickhead. So I know, but, like, but we have thousands of years of domestication of horses. Thousands of years. 
before we got to something that we could ride, tame, manage. They have these fuckers doing tricks. And not like fucking SeaWorld, you know, I guess arguing that, like, within the confines of a 10 by 10 foot fucking thing, you can make a whale jump out of the water for fish. I suppose. Uh, you just, you just can't be happy. <laughs> um, what else did I like about it? Uh, well, it was. Well, I like seeing the killer coal. I don't want to go into. I enjoyed sh- chewing gum and I may destroy you. What was that? Uh, Michaela Cole. Is that how you pronounce her name? Uh, she was in Chewing Gum on Channel 4 and oh, I yes. May Destroy yes, You. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognize her in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great uh, that she was in it. She was, she was great. Nice to see her. That's the first time that she's in the Black uh, Panther movie? I think yeah. so, yeah. I think that she's a new character or, or new to the world. But again, I, I'm just, I'm just going to start going on. So Okoye fought to within an inch of her life to fulfill her mission and protect the, the princess. And is begging the queen to allow her to go and fight to the death to get her back. And she's like, nope! Stripping you of your things because you're not good Yeah, and also all of the things that they could have done to establish... But also you can be around. But also the things also the things that they could have done to establish if Shuri was alive before they even met with Okoye. You know, asking the AI, checking the beads, you know, talking to whoever. Um, also, I kind of felt a little bit of it like was... Uh, like Neymar told you the terms of the whole thing like how do I say this I kind of felt a lot of the trouble that, that happened and things that happened they brought on themselves we should move on we should move on um, there's there's great stuff in it visually Namora is a cool character I liked Namora I liked Atuma I liked the I liked the fish world they mm-hmm. built I just I have issues with like why why tell me it's 300 years old or 350 years old tell me it's 15,000 years old yeah. you know tell me it is a tell me it's Atlantis from fucking um, yeah show us like you know those show the, what, what are yeah, those show the hunter and gatherers from like uh, primitive, primitive man and then I can understand how they evolved gills and blue skin and this type of thing yeah, we have we have mythology around the the, the swimming ape kind of yeah. thing, or or we you know the 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 apes that live in the water. We have mythology around like you know to, to get into the the fucking what is the place in Turkey they found that they say is like proto human stuff from twelve thousand years ago. Mm. You know, like we have. Um, remnants of stuff like that in we, our own history we could have yeah, just adapted it yeah and you see it in like assassin's creed and stuff like that we have sort of pseudosciences that suppose the human race having had advanced civilizations the idea that atlantis is off the west coast of ireland mm. you know like that that there there's definitely an island out there that they think is sunk in like we have this stuff like don't tell me it's 300 years old and then they've done all this because we've seen what the human race can do in 300 years and it's not that um, there's great stuff in it and I want to see more of Namor but the thing is also watching it going I'm trying to like pivot my pronunciation into that um, knowing knowing how Namor kind of it grows into the into the rest of the Marvel Universe I also was like I have no stakes in this like you know like the Submariner is a is a is a a friend and foe and and, and involved in the, like he's he's around you know what yeah. I mean like they're not going to kill him you know yeah. um great performance loved him 
it only hit me when watching it that um, uh, Martin Freeman's character's last name is Ross. Everett. His name is Everett. Everett oh, Ross. Oh, that's his second name was Everett. Nope. So you think he's some relation to Thunderbolt Ross? I don't necessarily think that he's a relation to Thunderbolt Ross, but I think that if you wanted to pivot to the fact that that actor had passed away and you also wanted to have a Ross in your Thunderbolts, mm. it would be as easy to use him than Harrison Ford. And he's he's younger and in shape, getting in shape. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. Marks out of 10, I'd probably give it a 6.57. Okay, I I join you with a six point five in terms of Marvel movies. Um, it like it's not Thor: Love and Thunder. It's not Avengers: Infinity War. It sits right there beside the Black Panther for me. It's a good Black Panther sequel. Middle I liked it. Considering that poor old Bosman died, it's the best they could have done with it. Pal. It isn't though. It isn't the oh, best okay. they could have done with it. They could have done better with it. Apparently, we've, apparently- we've, I, we've been covering that in the last. 20 minutes of me being a pedant yeah, that's um, true. Would you, would you, yeah but like in your opinion Aiden. but uh, apparently in in my opinion of course Chadwick's let people enjoy things brother said that but i think it's telling that the audience in my room was fucking distracted but this is true uh it's maybe mine as well but it does say but the biggest Chadwick, cheer we got was that sort of post credit scene and even that was like even that was uh, it was a waste of fucking time chadwick's brother did, did say that he doesn't understand why they didn't recast Black Panther and just move on. He says that uh, kind of Chadwick would have liked to have just had to ch- someone else play T'Challa and carry on the legacy type of thing, the mantle. But uh, but they did what they did. Um, it is what it is. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, it's in theatres now. Go check it out. Let us know what you think of it. I liked it in a positive way. I, I genuinely thought it was a good movie. Yeah, look... Always remind ourselves that we're living in an age where we have comic book content day in, day out, minute to minute, hour to hour. And we didn't. We didn't for years. And yeah, the fact true. that I could be this bitchy is is fun. You know, for me, it's fun. I'm being I'm being picky. I'm enjoying it. We'll see another Black Panther. We'll see another T'Challa. We'll see we'll see an alt universe, whatever, somebody else playing whatever. It'll be cool. It was great to see. I'm not going to spoil that, but like, it was there was lots of great stuff in it, and um, there's a lot of ham-fisted stuff in it that I just wish we could iron out because, guys, you you see it, you can't not see it. However, to go back to Carlos Pacheco there, um, the reason all of those artists were able to sit in a room and do art for me for free was it was 2009. Iron Man had just come out. Mm comic book world was not what it is now yeah. and in that short period of time it has scaled to the point that these guys would have been charging 50 to 100 euro a sketch you know uh, for sure uh, Trad um, Moore was recently in Forbidden Planet in Dublin I believe it was Trad Moore and uh, he, he had his prices let me tell you you know I didn't go down there I didn't get anything yeah. off him but uh, yeah he had his prices and justifiably so yeah. it, it's so hard for people to like like going to a convention is a hustle Like, and in those days like you see it now with artists, it's like they don't they don't just sit there and do sketches. You send them a message pre con. They might sit there and do them or they might have them done before they arrive. Yeah. But this was a true live sketch, ten minutes, 
maybe you know everybody stood in line talking to each other about comics that's where i met um jamie tian um nice. and a couple other like boulder heads um just standing in line talking to stuff and um it was it was toss it was like i had such a fun time at that which was my first comic book convention first like real as an adult kind of going to a comic book convention and it's it's a bright spot in my mind because it's kind of just like before the comic book fucking boom happened yeah yeah kind of just before the boom happened yeah, and it's yeah. a glimpse of it's a glimpse of what a comic book convention was like before it was big yeah, was like yeah. before it was big. When I think of looking at comics in 1995 and seeing ads for San Diego Comic Con, I don't think about going to see a panel where Warner Brothers is announcing their movies and there's a bunch of actors talking yeah, about and the a TV bunch project. Fit people I in think cosplay. about a room full of books and artists. Yeah. This is the thing, man. I always wanted to go to Comic Con. Always, like I always wanted to go mm. to San Diego. That was the big one, you know. Um, yeah. for the longest time, I'd probably have little to no interest in going to one now. I'd rather go to a more indie type of show, yeah. um, because. Uh, you know, it's become so big and so mainstream. It's not what it used to be. It's not about comics. Thought Bubble's on this weekend. Yeah, Thought Bubble would be a good enough convention, I'd say. Hmm. Um, it seems very sort of art and creator focused. Yeah. Um, which is fun. You know, Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con is. Well, yeah, New York Comic Con is the one that's the big one now, isn't it, really? More of a San Diego. Well, you see, it's, it, it, it's the big one in the sense that it's slightly smaller. Yeah. We had to like to see you know, like it, stuff. in the same way that like that all together now gig was you know people were saying that it's what electric picnic was yeah. fifteen years ago it's like eight thousand people as opposed to eighty yeah yeah you know yeah um, but this is it um so I guess you know um I want the things I love comics tattoos all of that kind of stuff I want lots of it and all the time. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be super successful. I just don't want it to be super popular. I want it big, fast, and now. Yes. But I want it like, mm. uh, I want it to be alternative enough so I'm cool just for liking it. I, 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 I'll I go you slightly different. I want to be uncool for liking it. And then I want people to realize that I was cool all along. Okay. Um, Fair. <laughs> so, you, so, oh, so you're telling me that people now think back of me when I was in secondary school wearing like, a yellow t-shirt with the thing's face on it and instead of the 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 confusion and questions i received as to why i was wearing a t-shirt of a children's character those people now mm-hmm. are looking back on kev was the coolest in school yeah 100 oh, cool yeah i i got stopped in the street by a kid in dublin one time going that t-shirt's awesome where'd you get that and it, it was it was an alex ross painting of the joker mm. And the only place you could get something like that was Food and Planet or Subsidy, but you know th- that those were the two. If spots. you're a city slicker, I got nothing. I think my parents. But, that, but that's somewhere. what I'm saying. Like that's mm. what I'm saying. Now I can go to Pennies and get the budget I version, I or I can go into Arnott's or get the high end version. I can go to Brown Thomas and get the high high end version. Yeah, well, fucked uh, up. Which is class. I can't argue with the pennies, fact that like the stuff I love is is loved by all now, which is great. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I'm only joking. We talked a bit about Andor at the start. Um, I think I might like loop that in here. Andor. Didn't watch it. Move on. He didn't watch it. Have you watched any no, of that? I don't, I don't watch Star Wars anymore. Can I suggest you watch Andor? It's it's the least Star Warsy thing you'll ever see. Because I ask Norbert, who you've met on several occasions, mm. who's a big Star Wars fan. Both of his t- sleeves are Star Wars inspired, you know? Um, sure. I asked okay. him, was he watching it? And he said no. Right. And I said, I heard it's very good. It's meant to be like the best Star Wars thing yet. 
And he said he hears it every time. And yeah. I was just like, hey, he's right. Okay, let me rebut that. Um, there is marketing around every Star Wars product that says it's the best thing ever. And you and I and Brian look at these things objectively and we go, you're full of shit, this is garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I don't know if you liked Rise of the Skywalker, um, but it, it it's a... I, I enjoyed the roller coaster when I was there in the moment, but the moment I stopped to think about it, I'm like, where did they get seven billion ships all of a sudden? Where did the Empire make these ships? Like, the the... The Palpatine clone magicked up an armada. Like, there was always this assertion that the Empire was a large, imperial, mechanized force. And lots of labor went into building things. Didn't get magicked up by a Sith Lord. You know? Um, So, Andor falls into a weird category of when they started expanding the Star Wars universe, we wanted content that grew up with us. Mm-hmm. Rather than being... Anytime you say, oh, it's just sci-fi for kids, you're dismissing the medium. I never said And you're that. dismissing your audience and you're undermining the product. I know that you didn't say that, but I know that, like... Well, don't put I words feel like movie there. producers say that. Oh, okay. I feel like movie producers say that. Like, famously, Joel Silver making Batman said before every take, remember, we're making a cartoon. Right mm. now, um, they backed away from this treatment in Rogue One, and that's one of the reasons why Rogue One for me is pretty uneven. Um, they wanted to Star Warsy it up a bit, you know. There, there's a lot of concession going on in that. This is revisiting some of that treatment, mm-hmm. as far as I understand it. And there's no Jedi, there's no mysticism. There is only the slow, steady crawl towards an insurrection. Okay. There's real characters that are interesting. There's 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 subterfuge. There's espionage. There's shiftings of funds. There's actual conversations. There's there's humanity, for want of a better word, when dealing with a million space species. You actually care when something happens to somebody, mm-hmm. or at least I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the despair, you feel the you feel the fear that you should when faced with a massive bureaucratic fascist organization that's going to dehumanize you. I think it's great. I really do think it's great. Um, and I was saying to someone the other day, Andy Serkis has worked for a long time since Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. That was probably 20 years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Gollum. Yeah, yeah. And he was probably, and again, he must have been working long before he got the part of Gollum. Mm-hmm. But anytime I've seen him in things subsequently, he's been, oh, it's Andy Serkis. And he's doing his his accent, and he's he's a cartoon character. There's, there's this panto-esque-ness yes. to him, this sort of caricature to his characters. He plays a character in this called Kino Loy, and it's the first time I've felt like he's a human being. And I think it's great. I don't know if that's just... I mean, you got to assume everybody gets better with work mm-hmm. done. Like, I, I want to... Like, saying he's getting better with practice or people getting better with age. Some people get worse as they age. Um, but with 
I feel like this is a, a like a little milestone performance for him. I think it's great. I think it it may not be as big as some other performances. He's not a leading character as such, but like I I genuinely care about this character. I see why he is where he is, and anyway, that's how I feel about Andor. I think it's pretty damn good, um, and I would suggest watching it. Okay, okay, I will. I'll tell Norby. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell Norby. No, Sit down and watch I'll it watch yourself, it, but Norby is a keener Star Wars fan than I, so I need to make sure okay. he sees it. I'll watch it first and make sure it's suitable for him, and then I'll tell him. I also watched... Um, and the, At this point, this is just going to be like recommendations and stuff, because we're, we're, we've got a good chunk of podcasts going on here, and um, I watched SAS Rogue Heroes mm-hmm. on um, the BBC or on the iPlayer. Um uh, what did you refer to earlier as British propaganda? You referred to it as British propaganda. So. That's true. Um, the some of the key players in it were uh, Blair Main, Paddy Main from Northern Ireland. Um, you know, one of the founding fathers of the SAS was an Irishman. Let's let's do that. Um, really? What yeah. Uh, the. It is. It is very propagandist, right? I want to joke um, when I say that. I actually have no idea. No, you're not. No, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like anything that glorifies a military. Yeah, exactly. One, but is anything that glorifies I, one I, side I, of a military scenario or story is essentially, yeah. to some degree, propaganda, right? Even if it's Irish. Yeah, like. yeah. I, I've, I've, um, I've a phrase that I use, or at least I run in my head. I don't know where I, I got it, where I paraphrased it, but I'm like, like. Uh, an extensive military it's a failure having to have a military mm. on a massive scale is a failure of your book and civilization mm. we shouldn't be proud of the fact that we have massive amounts of our budget going into arms war yeah. in any way you know I mean of course I watched a reaction video of somebody watching The Great Escape and in the middle of it when she saw Charles Bronson like digging a hole and having like an emotional breakdown from the cluster she's like oh thank you for your service daddy and I'm like oh don't you fucking fuck like Thank you for your service is is such a piece of American post nine eleven propaganda to try and like build support for. Anyway, I'm getting way off topic. The story of the SAS, how the S was founded, is kind of fun, kind of fascinating. They kind of just made themselves and were dissatisfied with the way a bureauc- bureaucracy was running a war that was unlike any war that they had before. It wasn't trench warfare like World War One. It wasn't battle line warfare like everything before that. These guys. C- took it upon themselves now it's fun and it's kind of punk and kind of piratey um but there is also the element when you're watching it where you go these fuckers just wanted to kill people quicker you know what i mean there there is an element of like this is the whether or not it's become a much more um disciplined regiment over the last 60 years um there is an element that these half dozen guys weren't killing enough people fast enough mm. you know um so they wanted to streamline it to do it more effectively which is kind of fucked you know there is a, there is a mindset in there or a troublemaker mindset it at the same time it's fun alfie allen's doing a great job uh, sophia butella uh the guy that plays mcnulty from the wire dominic West mm-hmm. um, it, it's a good cast it's a fun show it'll run for a while Jack O'Connell Irish lad playing uh, Paddy Main I would say check it out it's fun I then got on a sort of World War 2 kick and I watched like midway from the 60s and or 
50s, 60s. And I watched Operation Mincemeat, the Colin Firth uh, movie about the uh, attempt to deceive the the Germans as to where they were going to invade. So they, they, they dropped a body off the coast of Spain carrying fake documents. And there was a whole, like, subterfuge, espionage kind of narrative. That's a great story. Mm-hmm. It's a dull movie. Everything interesting about it kind of happens in the first 30, 40 minutes and then they're trying to shoehorn in a love triangle and it it's unfortunately a dull film. Um, and then the last thing I looked at was uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. And yes, I want to watch that myself. Good? Recommended? I would say get on it it's so much fun it mm. it is an extended kind of um funnier die sketch in many ways but it's it's so stupid it's so it is really just a lot of good fun okay. i would check it out yes i do want to check that one out for sure anything anything else on your list for the week ahead um great british bake-off Finale finale is next Tuesday. This season has been a little bit like it's been good. I've enjoyed it, but it's not as fun as other seasons. They seem to be a little bit like it's like even tougher than previous seasons. Uh, Paul has dished out less handshakes, which has been disappointing. Nold and Matt are doing a great job as co-hosts. Uh, Prue is just great as always. But um, yeah, uh, season finale next Tuesday. Um. I watched the Love is Blind fin- kind of finale or the rest of Love is Blind in season three this week. Uh, meh, not really into Love is Blind anymore. Um, this, it's, it's like three seasons in and uh, it's like I'm kind of shocked that three seasons in it's still just heterosexual couples. Do you know what I mean? It's for a show like kind of Love is Blind. Mm. Anyways, that's that's... That is interesting. They did that in the um. They did that in that. What is the fucking the animal makeup mm-hmm. show as well? Like where they what the fuck is the name of that show again? I don't um, know. What you're talking about, yeah, some animal pun yeah. where they they did a bunch of makeup on on whatever animal attraction or yeah. some shit like yeah. that. Um, Beast. Something, I did yeah. get to the end of all of that, and I was like, just 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 straight folks, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think That's to be honest, like, I think I'm kind of like ugh, Love's Mind can go fuck itself at this stage. It's 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 it, I think it's aspects of it's problematic for sure, um, and I just then again like it's just like, it's like if you like, yeah, it's just like hetero people, so whatever over it. Um, I can't believe you got to three seasons of Love Is Blind. Who me? Yeah, yeah, I watch all that shit. I watch everything. So like, I, there's some shows that I like to just turn off my brain and watch them, you know. Uh, some sometimes it can be Fair. super entertaining. Th- this one wasn't really that good this time. I think Love Is Blind. Are you drawing at the same time though? Uh, no, no. Okay. Nah, sometimes. Because I I understand that stuff when it's like, like I can half pay attention to this and get something. Done. Yeah, like I, I I think I probably should. Ne- I probably will do a bit more of that as well. To be honest, you know. Um. Hmm. But yeah. Uh, kind of, I should draw kind of when we're watching these kind of shitty shows and stuff, because um, you know they're ideal for that. But uh, but then again, you know, it's nice just take some time off, Aiden, and not draw and relax, and not do something. I'll relax when I'm dead. Uh, you, you know what, Aiden? 
you're never going to die. Something, because some, something really unfortunate is going to happen to you, and you're going to be granted immortality. You're never going to die, and you'll always be this constant state of anxiousness. You're always going to be like that. This flustered things on your shoulders. <laughs> yes, you'll never get anything done. I'm getting plenty done. You can't even finish this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>